Welcome to Scalable and Saleable, where we find out what great entrepreneurs have done to scale their businesses to millions. Stay right here for the next few minutes to leverage validated methodologies for growth and create a way more scalable and a more sellable business for yourself. Let's get started. Thank you so much for being here. Would you mind telling our audience a little bit more about who you are and what your business does? Sure. Maybe I'm history. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm Mark Boyce. I'm the CEO of Scribe Technology Solutions. We provide a comprehensive set of documentation services for healthcare professionals. We say we do the three P's for them. We help make them more productive by making sure they don't have to sit in front of their computer to do things. And therefore, we make them more profitable because they can see more patients. And we help them focus in on patient care. We do this all by leveraging technology because we believe technology should help people as opposed to hinder them. And we try to do it very simply. And, you know, that's my whole background. I, you know, I, I tell people I date myself from helping start the IBM PC division. So all this crazy stuff that's come out over all these years, you know, back when we were starting with the PC division, we could never could have imagined all these great things that have come, but it's, it's amazing to see where the world has come with technology. Oh, yes. And something tells me we've just only seen the tip of the iceberg. That's right. Um, so you've been a part of several organizations that scaled really big. Um, what do you attribute your growth to from, I guess, the, the lessons that you've learned from some of those other businesses that, that you've grown in, in Scribe? What do you attribute that growth to? I think, you know, it's very interesting. Most of the organizations that I have been in that have grown very fast have taken and been, been sort of, I want to say, on the leading edge, okay, of some trends and things as opposed to the bleeding edge. They're not the ones who are out there, you know, uh, staking out territory really, really early, but they've seen an opportunity, they've seized upon it, just like IBM did with the PC division. Annexter did with networking. You know, Annexter was an old wire and cable distributor, but back in the you know, mid-80s, there was all this networking stuff that came. And so they found an opportunity to say, what goes on the ends of things, okay? And so we got into the networking business and that grew us from a couple hundred million dollars to over a billion dollars in less than four years. Wow. And I mean, again, it's just taking those little things. Same thing with um, if you look at YesMail. I mean, YesMail started out as a newsletter, okay? And it attracted a huge following. But there are all sorts of things that you could do with that base that you had, okay? And what could you do? Well, you could target advertising with their permission to those people. And that resulted in permission email marketing, which became YesMail and then grew from zero to over $60 million in one year. Okay. Wow. So, and similarly with Scribe, Scribe started out from zero and grew to, you know, multiple millions of dollars just because we were able to focus in on technology and replacing something that had always been done with a better mousetrap. So finding, you know, 
maybe sometimes not being the, the guy who's going to bang their head against the wall. You do a lot of banging your head against the wall as an entrepreneur. But if you find something that takes and just turns the crank a little bit more and you can mm. execute upon it really well with the right people, then mm. you can grow very quickly. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, it doesn't have to be this completely revolutionary, you know, new thing that you have to explain what it is and be so pioneer. You take something that's that's working, but can be better. It can be done a little differently and a little more innovative. Um, I'm sure you've learned a lot of all those past experiences. If If you were going and coming into another brand new different business today, what would be some of the first things that you think you would look into doing to start growing that business? Well, the most important thing, and I tell people this all the time, back in you know the days of YesMail, the heyday of the internet, I sat a lot of entrepreneurial panels, you know, talking about how you grow businesses. Mm-hmm. And everybody came to me and said, oh, you got to have a great business plan. You know, you got to have a business plan. You got to have it well laid out and documented. And I said, No, there's a step that comes before that, okay? The step is you got to find the right people that you can trust and can work with who would actually be able to execute that plan. And it doesn't matter what business or what organization or whatever you're in, you got to surround yourself with the right people. So start out by finding who are some really good people, hire people who are smarter than you, and then work together with them to take that plan, those ideas that you have, and really challenge them. And, you know, you don't have to go whole hog on everything. Everybody says, oh, I got to invest a million dollars over here in marketing. No, you know, it's trial, you know, then take and measure, Mm -hmm. fine, and do it again. You know, it's like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. You got to keep doing those things. And by doing that, then ultimately you can find the things that are going to work for you with the right people to get that growth where you want it to be. Yeah, good point. And and entrepreneurs watching this might think, well, if they're so much smarter than me, why would they want to work for me instead of doing their own thing? But people forget that they might maybe they're smart enough to not go through the insanity that it's entrepreneurship. You know, maybe, maybe there's really smart, but they're very, very risk averse and they don't want to take the plunge of doing all this stuff. And they just want to come into a system. And well, and a lot of people, you know, uh, a lot of people are specialists, very smart in specific kind of areas, whether mm-hmm. it's technology or marketing mm-hmm. or sales, mm-hmm. or they might have mm-hmm. contacts and things, and they don't want to do everything. And that's what an entrepreneur has to do is has to wear many different hats. And so that's why I say, if you bring in some really bright people in all those different areas, that entrepreneur can figure out how to weave them together. Yeah. Um, what do you feel most small business owners do wrong? I think they stick with something too long and don't pivot. Okay. If they, if they, they, they may believe that something is going to work and they're just going to keep going, keep going, keep going. Sometimes that's okay, but sometimes they should listen to that inner voice and say, you know what, what am I doing wrong here? Why don't, there's gotta be a better way to do this. Right. And don't be afraid to go and ask somebody other than yourself. You don't always have the right answer. (laughs) So go and ask. Yeah, no, optimism and perseverance might be the two most important traits of an entrepreneur, but at the same time, too much 
optimism and too much perseverance <laughs> could end up being a detriment too, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, no, no one to quit. Yeah. If you could go back in time to when you were first starting out and say one thing to younger you, what would you say? Interestingly, even though I said that, I'd say, take some more risks. <laughs> don't, don't be afraid to take more risks. Don't be too conservative on some things. For example, when we were starting Scribe, we never took any outside investment. Now, that can be very good and it can be very bad because you got to figure out when you need to take the right investment okay that and and again just like finding the right people to work for you you got to find the right investors to work right with. okay so mm -hmm. take take some more calculated risks i think yeah um what questions should i be asking you but i haven't um I think one of the things that people probably, you know, think about a lot is, you know, are there ways to get help, right? You know, what do I do when I'm, you know, sleepless at night and, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out whether or not this works, you know, and, you know, I, I'd ask me, how did you get help? Well, and I would say, I had a lot of good people from different walks of life were willing to lend their expertise, whether that was a guy who was a big investment banker, whether it was another guy who was a great marketer. Don't, you know, look at the connections that you have in your life and don't be afraid to go out and get, you know, additional people to just kind of, you know, hey, take a look at what I'm doing here. What would you mm -hmm. do? Again, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, from, from your lips to... The big man's ears. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you, you, ne you never know. So that's the other thing. You never know where connections lead. Just like, you know, you and I were talking about, you never know who might hear this. You never know when you're talking to somebody about something where that might lead, right? Yes, I've been amazed plenty of times. Yeah, you, you just don't know. So don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call somebody and say, hey, do you know? And that's the other thing, to get into places you might want to get into whether it's you know for investment or for finding people or for just growing 